0: To this week's episode of Feminine Hijinks, where we're here to reinvent the other side of 40 with sass, crass, and kicking ass. Woo, woo. I'm Angie Hi. Bailey, and I'm Susie Schubert. And on the agenda today, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking <laughs> about the Brady Effect. That's right, Fallout from the Perfect Family.
1: I was just like, the Brady's, the Brady's, yeah. like, I I can't even tell you how I lived for that show. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Classic. Every day. Mm-hmm. I would come home from school, prop myself up. We had a little TV in the kitchen that was on the corner, like at the corner of our two counters. Mm-hmm. So it was just perfect. A little black and white TV. And I would get my bowl of ice cream. And I would prop my elbows up and I would sit because that was the thing I mentioned this before that was like my mom would work and so I come home by myself. Mm -hmm. So I spent like the Brady Bunch was like my family that I hung out with until my mom got home from work. Yeah. The latchkey kids
0: love the Bradys. (laughs) (laughs) They were just the perfect family you know. Totally. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk about this because. I also love the Brady Bunch, but I have some opinions too, and I know that um, since we've been talking about this behind the scenes, we see there's some varying opinions on how the perfect Brady family affected us as parents.
1: Yeah, I know. It's Mm -hmm. really interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. So before we jump into all of that, I got to sing like... (laughs) This is my Brady Bunch quiz for Ann. So I came up with a quiz and uh, it's, it's, you know, some of these I think you're going
0: to know, no problem. Uh,
1: But some of them are a little tricky. You know me, I like to be tricky with my quizzes.
0: I know you do. And everybody at home, you can play along.
1: Yeah, play
0: along. Too bad. I wish you guys could all like be here with us because that would be really fun. I you could sit on the sofa. We could all sit on the sofa together in our jammies and watch the Brady Bunch.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. I know. All right, so here's my quiz for Ange. All right. all right, Ange, what was the original name of the show going to be? The Brady Brood. Very good. We talked about that last week, so I figured you we would, you would remember that. So instead of the Brady Bunch, it was the Brady Brood, and I definitely think
0: bunch is better than brood I don't know Well, do you got your panties in a brood (laughs) well didn't we didn't we talk about that
1: sounded like a zombie thing or something like the Brady's are all zombies the brood that's like right out of a horror movie I think there is a horror movie called the brood (laughs) (laughs) or it could also be a brewery the Brady brew (laughs) oh my gosh wouldn't that be fun to think of different beers with like the Marsha, the Greg, like what kind of yes. what kind of beer? Like who would be the sour?
0: Oh Alice. god, Jan. <laughs> don't you think who would be the stout? Oh god. Oh. Sam.
1: Sam. All right. True or false? The creator of the Brady Bunch Mr. Sherwood Schwartz mm-hmm. also created Gilligan's Island.
0: Oh, that's true as shit. It is. That's some you're true right. Talk. I like me some Sherwood Schwartz. He also did I Dream of Jeannie. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, love.
1: Mm-hmm. Love. That's another great show. But say that
0: Sherwood, 10 Sherwood, times fast. Sherwood Schwartz. Sherwood Schwartz.
1: So wouldn't you love to see that mashup, like the Brady's? Somehow, like maybe on the Hawaii episode, they, uh-huh. <laughs> they got on a boat
0: and then it. <laughs> They got lost out to sea, and they ended up on Yeah, and then, and then Greg found a tiki. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what I want? I want to hear Cindy Brady say Sherwood Schwartz. Sherwood Schwartz. Thwart. Thwart.
1: I'm still thinking about, like, the Bradys with the Gilligan's Island crew. Like, Greg would be all hitting up on... Ginger, oh, yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. He totally would, definitely, be. definitely. Yeah. And then Mrs. Howell would be all snooty, and she would probably get in fights with Alice. <laughs> they would both want to kind of be in control. They would, yes, yes, lovey. And Alice would try to sweep
1: like the sand, and she'd get so frustrated she would. because <laughs> she'd never be able to clean <laughs> the island.
0: Oh, <laughs> um, and then and then Sam would return from the woods with some wildebeest all. Ready to go for dinner, <laughs> Sam the butcher. <laughs> Sam the butcher, <laughs> and poor Peter wouldn't be able to sit a pork chops and applesauce,
1: wildebeest
0: and wildebeest and <laughs> and papaya, <laughs> <laughs> and applesauce
1: <laughs> and applesauce. All right, here we go. Was Carol a widower like Mike? Or was she a divorcee? She was
0: a divorcee. I think I read that. Like she, they, they thought maybe widower, but or, or they thought originally divorcee, but I think it might have turned into widow. But it was a divorcee, right?
1: Well, what I read is that Sherwood Schwartz wanted her to be divorced, mm-hmm. but of course, back in that day, the network wouldn't let her be divorced because right. oh God forbid. So he made a compromise and just had it never be mentioned. Yeah. So you're right. I think she was a divorcee,
0: but they didn't talk about it. So it was just kind of implied. And you know what? It is super interesting. And I think, too, if that show were made today, there would be more. The kids would have more feelings about divorce and about a a dead parent. Oh, totally. Yeah, they were so like. I I will say
1: it was fun. I I mentioned last time that I watched the very first pilot and they did show a picture of the mom and Bobby was feeling bad. I don't know if Uh you remember that, but he like had a picture of her out and he had hit it. And um, Mike was like, where's the picture of your mother? And he's like, well, since I have a new mom, I would think my, my old mom would be sad. And, and, you know, Mike was like, no, no, you're, your old mom would be very happy mm-hmm, about it, right. you know. So I thought that was cute that they did bring that mm-hmm. up. But you're right; like in the after the show started, it was like they never talked about any no, of that. That's that's so healthy. All
0: those bottled emotions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of gets into the whole yeah, show, totally. right? Yeah, I mean, they didn't even have a freaking toilet for God's sake. So we're not talking. Oh my reality God!
0: Here. <laughs> Speaking of not having a toilet, yesterday I was watching a marathon of hoarders. And they, <laughs> while I was working, mind you, sometimes it's easier for me to work if there's some like mindless stuff on in the background. And this woman, her toilet had not been working for years, until so she was pooping in a Home Depot bucket and then taking it out back and dumping it. Oh my god! Did she sleep with the Motley Crue boys? Because <laughs> then they
1: could have told her to just use her
0: socks. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, but anyway. So there you go. I know. <laughs> Let's hope the Bradys weren't using a Home Depot toilet.
1: <laughs> they might have been. All right. So what was the most popular episode of the Brady Bunch? Do you have any idea what that would be? Let Can me you guess?
0: guess? Let me guess. Okay. Well, I have three ideas all and right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name all three, but then I'll tell you which is my actual choice. Okay. Okay. The first. First one is the Davy Jones.
1: Oh, my God. You got it right off the really? bat.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. I'm, well, like, a, stuff, you were I'm like a Brady idiot savant.
1: I know. And you were saying, oh, I didn't even watch it all the time.
0: No, but I've seen every episode, but it's been a very long time. But, oh, Davy Jones was dreamy. Right? Well, I'm just curious what you thought the other two were. Oh, okay. So I thought the um, the Hawaii one.
1: Yes. And the, Grand, the Grand
0: Canyon one.
1: Oh, yeah, all the trips. Uh Yeah, so Getting Davy Jones, that was the name of it, Getting Davy Jones, which was ranked 37 on TV Guide's 100 Greatest Episodes of All Time. What the Brady? Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that could easily be a Brady porn theme, Getting (laughs) Davy Jones. Off. By Marsha. Yeah like you add in bed all the time
0: in all the that you did your so now you have to like after every brady episode you have to add in bed
1: oh My God, that would be the best thing ever now i gotta go back and look at all the names episodes
0: <laughs> oh my god that is hilarious while we're talking i'm just gonna look up the list real quick just because i have to see what a couple of them are
1: oh my god okay. we'll have to
0: look them up and maybe
1: pull them up later yes Okay, because you you got to pay attention here. Ann. There's two more questions. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> How is the Brady Bunch related to Little House on the Prairie?
0: Oh, wow. oh, oh, gosh, I know this. It's kind of a Kevin Bacon number sort of thing. Uh huh. Um. Oh Lord. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>
1: I bet once I say, you're going to be like, yes, Melissa Sue Anderson, who plays Mary on Little House, Uh was a guest star who was Bobby's first kiss. Blind Mary?
0: Yes, that Mary gets around. She does get around. Oh, my goodness.
1: Before she was with, oh, I was going to say she was with Manly, but that was. That was Half Height. Half Height was with Manly. (laughs) Okay, so here's the last question for you. Okay. In the fifth season, they added the character cousin Oliver. Oh,
0: Jesus. Who was Look. Carol's nephew. Uh-huh. Why was Oliver staying with them? Cause nobody could deal with his punk ass. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh yeah. god, I can't stay until I have no idea, but it has to be something terrible.
1: Well, I think it's terrible. His parents just went off to South America. <laughs> He was so annoying, even his parents didn't want to be with him. I would run away to South America,
0: too. No kidding. What's funny,
1: too, is I read that um, Sherwood Schwartz actually regretted the decision to add him in. Mm -hmm. And it said in this article that fans regarded the character as an interloper.
0: (laughs) 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 That's so hard. The interloper. I picture this photo of him with his John Denver glasses and like a big a big stamp over his face that says interloper I think you might need to make a little meme of that Ange. oh my god interloper oh my god okay so so how did I do
1: dude I think let's see one two three four you pretty much you pretty much you got four out of six. So I give okay. you what is that, a B plus?
0: Yes, something like that. It's pretty damn good. I feel really proud of myself. I feel so proud of myself that I'm gonna treat you with a couple of in beds just because I already looked it up. A couple of in beds. And this is just okay, so I'm just gonna tell you three. And I'm just randomly picking them, right? Okay. Okay. Two peats in a pod in bed. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> hair harebrained scheme in bed, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> how to succeed in business in, in bed. bed. Yes, and here's your bonus: you're never too old in bed. In bed. <laughs> Damn safe.
1: That's Oh, awesome.
0: that's so funny. We'll turn that the was... Brady's
1: into a porn show. That's oh kind my of
0: scary. god. Oh my God. Well, that was a very good quiz. It was challenging and exciting all at once. Oh, I'm so happy. And you weren't too freaked out because it was a little bit of a surprise, Ange. It was a little surprise. But you know what? I think that since I've been hanging out with you, I've become a lot more laid back. Ooh, I'll take an In bed. <laughs> Just Oh my God! Anyway, so what's what's going on? What's the poop? We're in the ladies' room now. We're ready to draw the blinds. I sit in a semicircle and talk about what's happening in between flushes. (laughs) What's your poop in bed? In bed. Ew. (laughs) Hopefully, we've got a
1: few more years before we have to worry about that. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Oh Lord. Well. I myself have started a new job once again. New job. Started a new job and it's a job I'm not even going to go into all the details because you know it's always a saga always a saga but it's a job that I really wanted didn't think it was going to work out but it did work out so here I am but I gotta say don't you hate being the new person? It's like it doesn't matter how old you are, how many new jobs you've started, what you've done. Like I just, and I'm very much a perfectionist in a lot of ways. I like to know what I'm doing. I hate that feeling when I don't. I'm not good at just, it's funny, in some ways I'm really good at jumping in and just doing something and in other ways I'm not at all. When it comes to systems and Things like that, like, I want to know what I'm doing before I jump in. So, of course, most when you start a new job, you really just kind of have to jump in and fumble around until you figure it out. I Mm -hmm. mean, with anything. So, um, you know, even at my over 50 age, I'm still in there jumping in, learning new stuff. And, you know, I figure it's a good thing to keep that brain
0: busy that's right that's exciting and you're kind of it's a job similar to what you've done in the past but a little different and you're from what you were saying before it's requiring you to do some problem solve quick problem solving and thinking on your feet yeah it's
1: like scheduling so basically it's a um nail salon but what is really special about it is the the way that they uh, do the procedures Uh, They is more environmentally friendly and then the Mm -hmm. products they use as well um, don't have nearly as many toxins and things as typical nail polish does. And when you read about a lot of that stuff, what's really scary is to, to, you know, because since I've started this job, I'm learning more about this. But man, there's so many rules and regulations in other countries that here in America, they just don't care. When it comes to the health and beauty industry, people can put just about anything in their products, and they can get away with it. No one's—you know—the wow. FDA is one thing. Like with food, they do have regulations, but with health and beauty, they really don't. So, wow. you know, it's it's kind of amazing. And so, I'm learning a lot about that. And I have to say, it feels really good to be part of a company that you know where that's really important—the environment and the health of of not only the, the clients that come in, but they're really concerned about the technicians that are working on your nails, you know, thinking mm-hmm. about
0: them smelling in those chemicals all day, every day. I think that's awesome. I love that. I I went to a nail salon one time before my wedding that was the same, just right here downtown, and I was like, I, I was struck by how clean it was in there and like how... Ooh. Pristine everything was and how there really wasn't a smell at all. I mean, it was just it was a completely different experience So yeah, I think that's awesome. I mean, I've
1: only been in there a few days But every day people are bringing in their little kids, which is so cute They're like either getting their little nails done or even just hanging out with their parents while they get stuff done And and they don't feel like oh you can't bring your kids in because there's like all these toxic fumes floating around, you know Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's pretty cool but, yeah. um, so I'm really loving that jumping in again, learning new things. And I guess you can teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> oh, you're not
0: old. <laughs> ah, you're not old. You're a very young, beautiful. Oh, thanks bitch. girl. <laughs> <laughs> you're a young, beautiful bitch. <laughs> I, I say that fun. in the most loving way possible. I, I only
1: take that as a compliment coming from you. Listen, I tried really hard to be a bitch. When I was in the music biz in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. I loved it if someone I overheard that someone thought I was a bitch. I was like, it worked! It worked! I was able to get rid of the dimples for like (laughs) half an hour. Maybe somebody thought I was actually like a bitchy woman because my my Iowa nice would always come out and you know ruin my whole my whole uh, mystique I was trying to put out there of being this tough rocker chick.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I can't I I'm the same. Like I I'm sure there's people that have called me bitch in the past. And I'm pretty positive there are, but however, yeah, in general, I would say 90% of the people cuz I'm a people pleaser. Like it's hard for me to be a bitch. And so, yeah. I can't I, even
1: imagine anybody thinking you're a bitch. Well, <laughs> that was a huge inhale. <gasps> uh, <laughs> that's another topic for another time I've never seen you act bitchy that actually would be a really good conversation because I think a lot of women you know are are people think you know that whole RBF thing resting Mm -hmm. bitch face
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, again does anybody ever say that about men that they have a
0: resting bitch face I know and that would be an interesting topic we should talk about it would be I, you know what? I think that's going to fill in one of our blanks of the upcoming shows. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. exactly. Resting bitch face. What would it be called for a man? <laughs> resting, resting. Di- resting dick face. Dick face. <laughs> oh, but resting moose knuckle popped in my head. But that has nothing. To do with it. <laughs> I don't need a moose knuckle resting anywhere near me.
1: Oh, and how that would determine whether a guy was like an asshole or not.
0: But oh Moose God. Knuckle is resting. I yeah. I was, <laughs> all I could think of is like teabagging. <laughs>
1: like, that's, yeah, that's kind of what a resting Moose Knuckle probably is. Getting teabagged. Bag.
0: Getting teabagged. By <laughs> Moose. We're <laughs> so oh, gross. Oh, we are so sorry, people. Oh, this has really sorry. turned into something that's a a little more than PG-13 rated. It's probably something that Angie would watch on TV, like on one of her crazy <laughs> shows. People that are addicted to getting moose knuckled, <laughs> resting moose knuckle. <laughs> I would probably watch that. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> you're probably- do you ever see that show on, uh, on Netflix called Explained? It's like no. all these different topics explained. Like we've seen ones about um, animal intelligence. We've seen one about the stock markets. So they take these topics that can be <laughs> kind of complicated. And in 20 minutes, they have all these experts explain it, right? Moose so knuckle. I want to see Moose Knuckle explained. For 20 minutes and bring in all these experts. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. Narrated by Courtney Cox. <laughs> Bill Nye shows up like. Bill Nye.
1: <laughs> scientific.
0: Bill Nye, the moose knuckle guy. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. Okay, funny. so people have either decided they really hate us by now and have turned us <laughs> off, or they've decided that we're really intriguing and hope that. they <laughs> uh-huh, Exactly. Well, we only want people on here that are our people. That's... We don't want people to be listening to us with resting moose knuckle face. <laughs>
1: Do you hear that, people? None of that. We'll have none of that. We will have none of that around here.
0: So let's go back to the Brady Bunch. <laughs> well, do you want to know what I've been doing? What? Oh! <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're such an attention hog. You don't give a shit what I've been doing. I don't. Podcast done. <laughs> and has gone. You're like, your contribution was the moose knuckle. Moving on. <coughs> <laughs> there will be no resting bitch
1: face here. I'm going to be a bitch. <laughs> There's no resting about it. <laughs> I'm sorry, and What is your poop? I do want to hear about your poop.
0: <laughs> okay. We'll sit okay. back. I'll, I'll squeeze it out for you. Pinch it off, girl. I'll pinch it off. Okay. So. I know you've known this, but I haven't really talked about it on the show, that my text for Mittens 2021 calendar is due. And I know 2021 sounds like such a long time away, but you know, writing planners, that you got to oh. have shit ready to go in, a t- in enough time for production, whatever. And it actually comes out next summer. So anyway, with the <laughs> daily calendar, I have to write over 300 Mittens um, panels, right? And I can use some old stuff like a small percentage of recycled stuff but most of it I have to write from scratch and I am queen procrastinator and so even though I signed the contract many months ago and I knew that you know this Monday is the 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 day that it's all due I you know maybe get a dozen of them together and then two weeks ago I sit down to write all you know 300 after that and, <laughs> and then so I'm I'm down to the final countdown, as our friends would say on uh, that song by Europe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I I somehow have some weird, I I really think it's not really self sabotage, but in a way it is. But there's something really, um, uh, really, what do you call it? Um, uh, what's the word for? It feels good. It's like a cathartic cathartic or I, I love the challenge like in oh. some messed up way of having a short <laughs> amount of time to do all this work and then I drive myself crazy because I've got so many to do right so today I've written 25 so far and I'm used to writing one a day right oh my gosh and even that you know it's like oh I kind of like oh what am I gonna write about blah 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 and now I feel like I'm in the final rap, the final lap of the the Daytona 500, and I'm like, "What the hell? What am I gonna ride?" With? Oh, my cat looks like a cinnamon roll. Oh, he's in the bathtub. Oh, my cat smells my toes. Like, so I'm like grasping anything, but you know what? I, I turn out my best work that way. I just do, even though I'm stressed out. I'm not, and I'm telling you this. Folks, because I don't want you to think I'm not getting that 2021 calendar because that was like, sounds like she's put like zero effort into it. <laughs> no, 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 no. It is good. It is funny. And I have laughed out loud at many of them. <laughs> it's just that, you know, now I have like 50 to do before Monday. And then Monday, I today is a Friday for those of you listening. On Monday, I have all of them done and also edited.
1: Um, so how many left did you say? About fifty before Monday. So by Sunday, Sunday yeah, night. Yeah, by Sunday night.
0: Yeah. Oh, you and got then this, ma- girl. I know I do. It's it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And I just get in a groove. You know, and mm-hmm. I think you know when we get off of this podcast, I'll probably go turn on Hoarders and sit down and watch. <laughs> well, I've seen all the episodes of My Strange Addiction, so I moved on to Hoarders because it's fascinating per well,
1: I honestly think that that is research for you. I'll bet so much of that stuff, like, sneaks its way into oh, yeah. myths and things like that. You know? Well,
0: let me tell you that there is... I mean, do you know how many cats are in episodes of Hoarders? (laughs) Exactly. And that's horrible because cat hoarding is completely awful for the cats. And thankfully in these episodes, these people get help and the cats get help as well. Yeah, yeah. All's well that ends well. And there's always things that people um, like, like a a terrible event that happened, like somebody died or, you know, somebody, uh, somebody had like a severe Uh, breakdown of some kind and then and then that triggers this compulsive behavior Mm -hmm. of hoarding so i find the psychology behind it super duper Mm -hmm. interesting and they have um hoarding experts and organizers and all this other and then they have like aftercare and so these people, I mean, if they weren't getting help, because you can't just go in and clean out somebody's house and expect everything to be fixed. I mean, they've got to have no. some intense live among garbage yeah. and <clears throat> and poop A lot deeper and than that. Rats and all this stuff. And so I just, I don't know. So I I, I watch that and know when that's done, I don't know, I'll move on to something else. So. <laughs>
1: Well, you know what I think? I think you need to stop feeling bad and being yourself up because if you know that you work best Mm -hmm. on these like crazy last minute deadlines that you make for yourself, Mm -hmm. then that's just the way it is and it's nothing to feel bad about.
0: Yeah. But then it'll be over and I'll have a giant vodka soda and maybe some um, Thai food and then it's good. Now can we talk about the Brady Bunch? Let's. Here's a story of Auntie Susie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! So anyhow, well, Anywho. tell us, tell us about because uh, we kind of brainstormed this together, but you really were the driving force behind this one, especially since you've been watching it <laughs> lately. Um, so why don't you introduce it?
1: Yeah, well, that's what's so funny is I think I mentioned last time that. Um, We were at my sister-in-law's watching them renovate the real Brady house, which is Mm -hmm. unbelievably fun to watch. And then my sweet husband was like, I found all the Brady Bunch episodes, like let's watch them. So we started watching them from the pilot and it's just been so much fun. But at the same time, it's like, oh my God, there's like 25 episodes per season or something. That's a whole hell of a lot of Brady. What? But. Brady Bunch, I mean, I think it's just one of those things that if you are in our generation, you know, you loved it, you hated it, whatever. But I mean, it was huge. And the crazy thing is, is it wasn't even, what was it, like five seasons? I think it was only on for like five or six years or something.
0: Less than that. Five at the most.
1: I mean, that is so crazy when you think about like a lot of the shows that are so popular now, like Lost or mm-hmm. I don't know, any of the shows that have been um, just such a phenomenon, they just, you know, keep going and going. But this was, was over so quickly, but it basically started in um, 1969. Oh, it went to 1974. Okay. So, that's so five years. Yep. But anyway, so it wasn't on all that long. But people were crazy about this show, me included. And, you know, it was just a show about a blended family. And it, it, to me, it was that kind of show where everything was always perfect. I mean, the kids would do things that, you know, weren't perfect. And they would kind of get in trouble for it. They'd always get a talking to mm-hmm. by Mike. Because, of course, the dad, you know, was always the heavy. And... Uh, and there'd be some consequences. So in that sense, it's not like everything was perfect all the time on the show, but you know, there's always formulas with those shows. It's like it starts off and then there's a problem and then the problem gets solved and everybody's happy and blah, blah blah, you know, always ended happy. And so I think part of the reason is is I think a lot of our lives back in those days, we're difficult as mm-hmm. kids, you know, like any kids in that pre adolescent time or whatever. Um, but it was a time like mm-hmm. when we talked about the uh, that show with Michelle Mudd. Divorce was kind of a newer thing. Like not a lot of people were divorced. A lot of us were dealing with that in our families. I know I was. And so mm-hmm. to me it was just a comforting thing to watch the Brady Bunch. Um, I don't know if I would have said that as a kid. I would have just thought, oh, this is just a funny show. I like to see what the kids do and, you know, the shenanigans, the hijinks that they get into, so many hijinks. But I think really a lot of it was the comfort level. It was a comforting thing for me to come home to every day. Mm -hmm. And it was predictable, whereas my family
0: was not predictable. What happened in my day-to-day wasn't predictable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> I never saw these in real time because I was born in 1970, so I saw them all in rerun. Uh, but it was the same thing. Like I have such a love hate relationship with them. Like I because my childhood was also unpredictable, and so there was that bit of comfort when I watched it. Like, wow, you know, I, I could for I could have a break and feel. Uh, not have to worry about things that were maybe happening in my family at the time. And so yeah. there was that for sure. But then I think maybe as I got older, they irritated me a little more because they felt unrealistic. Like as I got to be like a teenager and I, I would be like, this is stupid. This is bullshit. I don't, I don't know. This is not what really happens. Um, and, and then questioning, well, maybe it does really happen in some families. And I just don't know because that's not my family. So I did think about it a lot. I was conflicted when I, when I watched the Brady's. But in general, like all those shows, like I remember being a teenager, and I think that was when Nick at Night was new, and they played Mary Tyler Moore and Partridge mm-hmm. Family and all that stuff. And I would watch those kinds of things at night because they um, helped me to relax a little bit and help oh. me feel safe. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, there's definitely
1: a safety factor. But I get that, too. Like, if you are having a hard time in your family and then you watch that show, you can feel a little resentful, mm-hmm. too. Or even like, oh, are most families perfect like that mm-hmm. and mine isn't? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's enough, too. And I it was interesting. Um, in this article that I read about it, uh, someone was saying that he... He knew someone that actually wanted the Brady kids to mess up. Like he wanted specifically, he wanted Marsha to get pregnant with Greg's bra- Greg's baby, oh, <laughs> so it would be more realistic, yeah. like
0: his family. Yeah, totally. I don't know if that happened in his family, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, it's more some like some people. Have you ever seen that seventies show?
1: I have not regularly, but I've caught
0: some here and there. I love that show, and that is like at the same time that the Brady's were supposed to be like at the same time period, but way more realistic, way, (laughs) they are so opposite. And so I I was even watching an episode the other day and they were watching the Brady bunch in the, in the guy's basement. Yeah. 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 So. And what, what was their reaction of it? Oh, they just made fun of it. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, so yeah.
1: Yeah, so, you know, Ange and I were both talking about the whole Brady Bunch thing and, and what, you know, how we felt about the show at the time. And then we were also like, how do you think, like, how we felt about the Brady Bunch and watching it then has affected who we are as parents today? And do you think, Ange, that it has? Do you think that it's affected you
0: as a parent? You know, I, I think when we were becoming parents, like, I think our parents were way more, you know, strict by the book, they didn't maybe listen to it It was like very much like because I said so kind of thing. Yeah. And and then when we became parents, there were all kinds of books to read, there were all kinds of everything. And I think that in general, we were more we were softer parents. um, Mm -hmm. And maybe also knew that the way that we were raised, you know, some of that we didn't want to repeat the cycle. And so we're much more into listening and asking questions and giving choices and all those things, and in a way, the Bradys were kind of ahead of their time because that's what they were doing, you know. Yes. When when really parents around that age were still spanking their children a lot of times, um, they were way more, you know, you sit at the table until you finish, till you clean your plate. I mean, it was way <laughs> more strict, and so in a way, they were sort of ahead of their time in that respect.
1: You know, and that's so interesting because in some of these articles, too, that's kind of what they were saying is, like, they blame that Brady effect on the soft parenting of today. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, that's what kind of has made the kids who they are that don't want responsibility, that don't listen to rules, you know, that whole thing. And I'm so up in the air with all that because I feel like so much of that has, yes, it's parenting, but it's also your child's personality. Mm -hmm. It's also just where they've grown up the people they were around the people that they were influenced by whether that be friends or whatever i mean there's so many different factors yeah, I agree. that go into that but um for a total opposite reaction in a psychology today article it talked about how what you, kind of what you were mentioning about the different things the way that the brady's talk to their kids and gave them like he broke it all down too, like with the different lessons and things like that and the way that they talked to them like adults and the way they would bring up problems and then have the kids solve them Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing like you said it was really ahead of their time and this author felt like that was really a breakthrough and something that I think also was probably like not what we were getting as kids Mm -hmm, at all. mm -hmm. So I think that's probably another reason that I liked that show. It was like, God, I wish my parents were like that. You know, I wish they were, they were that kind to me all the time and like actually listened to what I had to say Mm -hmm. and were, you know, really interested in everything that I do. But I do know it's a slippery slope. Like you don't also want to like, you know, there are issues with people thinking that they're you know, their shit don't stink and then mm-hmm. right. <laughs> that's
0: not good either, you know? right? <laughs> yeah, you still have to be a parent that helps lead your kids. You can't, you know, say your five year old is this gets the same amount of say in a situation as you do every time. Exactly. You know? Oh, of course.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's almost like the Brady's were the extreme to being too soft, but at the same time I do feel like they introduced a lot of that kind of open mindedness now that that, so, you know, our kids can feel a little more heard and a little more part of the family mm-hmm. conversations and things like that. They aren't just dismissed all the time no. and felt, you know, so
0: I think there's got
1: to be that happy
0: medium. Plus, I don't think I ever saw one of those damn Brady kids do a chore. <laughs>
1: Well, it's funny that you said that because in one of the episodes I just watched there, they actually did have chores. They talked about chores. I don't think they showed them doing a lot of chores, uh-huh. but like Mike had mentioned something about now you haven't finished your chores yet. I haven't seen you do your chores. Oh my, well, so I just don't think kind of like the toilet, you know, yeah. they just didn't show it. No. You just had to just assume they were doing their chores and then pooping. Yes.
0: Yes. Or <laughs> and I, like I said, like they not one of them had the chore of cleaning the toilet. Maybe they have the tour of, <laughs> of cleaning the Home Depot bucket or something. I don't know, but that is. And Mike and Carol, first married couple in a bed together on TV. You're right. That was another thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's get it on. Oh Mike.
0: Oh man. Oh man. Yeah, I I thought that was interesting, but that was. But back to that Brady renovation thing.
1: Oh man. That
0: um. Susan Olsen looks a little harsh. <laughs> Poor
1: Susan Olson. Susan, but she doesn't ever lisp
0: anymore. She doesn't. I think that um, that Marsha and Greg look good, better than all of them.
1: Yeah, they did look pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jan just looks like just your average middle-aged woman. Yeah, right. You know, mm-hmm. Marsha. You know, it's funny because my first thought is, well, Marsha looks like she's trying a little hard. Uh-huh. But at the same time, then I thought. But that's probably how I would dress, so who am I to judge? Like I know, I know. Maybe my people still wanting to wear my like hip boots and things like that when I'm I don't know, Was she in her sixties? Yeah. Is that yeah,
0: I she agree. Looks damn good? She looks damn good, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I thought I loved that show. I thought it was really good. But um yeah, so I, I don't know, with with regards to the whole parenting thing. I just think that it's everything is subjective, and there's the good. You take the good, you take the bad. You take them totally. both, and there you have the facts <laughs> of life. The facts of life. But I know for me,
1: I'm definitely the kind of person that, that dwells more on the positive stuff mm-hmm. than on the negative stuff. Like, with all the crap that was happening in my family, I still have these lovely, like, um, visions and, and things to remember from the holidays Mm -hmm. and things like that. Like it's easy for me to compartmentalize and put that stuff elsewhere. So I think that's what I do with the Brady Bunch. I just choose to look at it as something that just is really feel good to me Mm -hmm. and makes me feel really good. And so I guess, like you said, it just, it's subjective. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I've always had a positive attitude for the most part. Like I'm one of the biggest optimists I know, and I know you are too, and that's one reason why I love your ass so much. It's <laughs> we can find uh, we can find a diamond in a turd. Well, I'm kind of a an how would I say I'm sort
1: of a pessimistic optimist. Oh, I feel like I'm very much a realistic person. Oh. In I am not. Like I'm the person that'll tell you life just sucks. Like I hate that whole if you're positive, everything will be great Mm. no
0: that's not true well i'm you know i'm from the camp of yeah maybe everything sucks but not dwelling in it like feeling it (laughs) but then moving on because also i mean feeling emotions is important too like if something sucks and you shove it down then that's not gonna be healthy so yeah so i i guess i'm i'm in the same camp as you but yeah, and I don't want to be a, a Pollyanna. I don't ever think I was, although some people think I might be, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sherwood Schwartz,
1: Pollyanna
0: that says "buck." That's right. I'm a. I love that about you. Yes, yes. So, tell me <laughs> what we have next week. Oh, tell us well, all. I'm.
1: I am super excited about this topic because we're talking about music, how you march to the beat of your own drum. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about music. That's our topic for next week. I love that. So just what kind of music do you like now? Do you like the music that you liked from your past? Do you still listen to that? Do you listen to new music? You know, as people, women our age, do you find that you're, you know, humming along to your kids' tunes or you can't stand that stuff? Mm -hmm. It's just kind of fun to talk about. It's always fun to talk about music.
0: I love music. And as you know, Chris and I go to a lot of concerts, so I have a lot of opinions about music, too. You know, some things I like live that I might not like other, you know, listen to on the radio and, I mean, all of that. So... Yeah, I think music mm, yes. is so well. Just the arts in general are just so important to have in your life in one way or another. That creativity piece and exposing your exposing yourself to music. <laughs> I love I love exposing myself to music. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, I look forward to that conversation, my friend. Oh,
1: will be fun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, really fun. So, so, anyway, so meanwhile. Don't take any, don't pick up any
0: strange tikis. No, don't. And watch Throwing the Ball in the House. <laughs>
1: yep, exactly. And be
0: careful of butchers named Sam. And, uh,
1: and, of course, next time you have pork chops, don't forget to serve it with applesauce sauce. so you can say pork chop apple
0: shots. Shots. amen to that on that note we thank you listeners for joining <laughs> us today talking about the brady's and maybe that gives you a little bit of food for thought to think about or um if you have any comments please comment online we're going to be asking some questions this week like we do every week maybe there'll be a poll and so we'll get our brady on um after you listen to this so you can find a new episode of feminine hijinks each monday mm-hmm. On FeminineHinx and you can also listen and download wherever you hear podcasts on like iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify. We are just all over you. We are all <laughs> over you like a like a cheap
1: suit? Like a cheap suit. There you go. Like a cheap moose knuckle? I don't know. <laughs> 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 As opposed to an
0: expensive moose knuckle. <laughs> Well, all right. They do call it the family jewels, after all. (laughs) All right. This is true. Anyway, love them. That's indoor sports. X O X O. Bye. Bye.